Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And we're the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast, where we dive deep into the reality of anxiety, nutrition, and mental health. Listen as we explore all things anxiety healing while keeping it real, including our own struggles with mental health. We'll bring our expertise as healing professionals to the conversation while discussing the tools and strategies you need to heal the anxious mind. Listen to the Anxiety Chicks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Zepanera. And I'm Taylor. And we're so excited to be back with you guys today. Um, We are talking about a very interesting topic that I've actually gotten requests for. Um, Taylor was unfamiliar with the word, which I thought was interesting because I think it's like people your age that actually coined the term, but I don't know, maybe not. Um, But I... I've gotten requests on this and I'm actually really excited to be talking about this because I think it's something that a lot of people have been struggling with, especially since like COVID and with like politics and stuff like that. Um, But first, how are you? (laughs) Good. Guys, I... I do not do well. And you might relate to this with change. Like when there's a plan and the plan changes, like I just like it takes me a lot to just get back on track and like go to plan B. Yeah. Uh, and you you are more you are good with winging things i guess but i just went we had a guest guys and it just didn't work out last minute and so i'm like okay i've got to switch gears <laughs> i am i haven't always been like this though okay. i was way like you when i was your age too definitely yeah it was it's it's hard it's a hard process to get through when there's transitions and you're just not prepared for it i think anyone with anxiety actually understands that mm-hmm. um so, yes. So, you guys, we were we going to have some amazing guests come on. Hopefully, you've listened to all. Of, we have almost a hundred episodes. So excited! Um, and so, just go back and listen to all of our amazing guests. But anyway, today that's why we're coming on. And Taylor was like, "Oh gosh, okay, yes, I want to know more about this." And I, and I explained to her what doom scrolling is, what we're talking about, what that word means. And she's like, oh my gosh, yes, I totally understand what it is. And I feel like we've all done that. And let's like hop on talk. So I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, and I I just, I'm going to jump right in because I really related to, to the doom scrolling. And I'm going to actually give everyone the definition of what it means. If you're just like, what is doom scrolling? Like Taylor didn't know. Um, So it's sometimes actually called doom surfing too. And it's basically a phenomenon where you consistently scroll or surf through social media and other news sites in order to keep up with the latest news, even and sometimes particularly if the news is bad. Um, And you might be thinking like, why would I, I go on social media, I don't like search out bad news, but subconsciously, a lot of people do this. It's really like, so I'm curious, like, do you, has anyone talked to you about that? I'm so, it's so crazy that you haven't gotten messages and stuff about this because well, all of the things I've received are people your age and younger saying, oh my gosh, yeah. 
I've been doing that so much. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I coined the term when I developed panic disorder. <laughs> like I, I'm, I was the queen of doom scrolling. I just right. didn't know it had a name. Uh, okay. I would, I would, yes, I would 100% go out and seek. It was almost like I wanted to educate myself of the worst possible scenario to be prepared. It's like a way of preparing. It's almost like a sense of control that you're looking for and you're preparing yourself. Okay. If I know all the worst case scenarios, then I'm prepared. And it's like that weird anxiety control thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why that's why I think it's a lot in the subconscious because there's a mm-hmm. lot of people with anxiety that do that and don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah. Um, and so I that's that's what actually came to my mind when I was reading up a little bit more on it was, oh my gosh, so many people with health anxiety. This is absolutely basically like <laughs> It's basically health anxiety. <laughs> health anxiety and what the one of the biggest symptoms of trying to kind of like control what's going on with them when they don't know it is going online. And just Dr. Google, you guys have heard us talk over and over again how much we hate it and we try not to do it, but we still do. We're not perfect. Um, and yeah, and that came to my mind. Um, but also I think the the term was coined in like 2018 or something. So it was even before COVID. But that is when I really noticed that a lot of my clients I were working with and even myself became, it became a lot more prevalent and common for people Um, because every, no one knew what was going on in our world when COVID first happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, bless you. I have to, I have to (laughs) cough. So talk for a second. Oh, uh, yes. I feel like COVID was definitely the start for many people. I mean, if you've dealt with health anxiety for a long time, you've always been a little Googler. I was always a doom scroller. I just didn't know the word, but I feel like a lot of people who maybe just had slight anxiety or started developing anxiety when COVID started became doom scrollers because it was like, where do we get this information from? Like, I felt like Nobody was telling us anything. I felt lost. It was like, where where do we look? What do we do? It was just like, you know? Yeah. Sorry, I'm better. Um, <laughs> but- and then Aunt Susie would send you an article from like some random doctor in Australia and you're just like, what is going on? Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. And, and also, I mean, I, I think that when you go on and this is, I would say with Facebook because, you know, Facebook now is really a lot of a lot of clickbait, um, but also just articles. You know, it's used a lot differently than it was you know five to ten years ago, um, and so I, I think that there were so many people that I was working with and that I knew, and even with myself, that Facebook was really, really they they could tell that their mental health was deteriorating when they were on Facebook so much because there were so many articles. Um, and then they would go on to one article and then there would be like links to other articles right underneath what they were reading and they click on that and then they would click on that. And when and I'm talking about like during COVID and stuff and also during during the political climate, you know, the past 10 years, so much of that as well, trying to find, you know, um, different articles that that people trusted because, you know, alternative facts, quote unquote. So people were looking for facts and people were trying to I mean, and so. But especially with COVID, I think there was so much that was out of control in our entire country and our entire world, not just our country. No one really knew. 
Like no one had, no one knew anything. Everybody was just trying their best. Like, so it was just like all these different opinions, all these different studies, all these different, it was just too much of different opinions. And you were just like, and Facebook, like you said, would be someone saying, oh, this happened and and this. And then you would hear like two different extremes. Well, I just had a cold. I I was nearly dead. Like, you know, you would Mm -hmm. see these different polar opposite articles and you're just like, what do I believe? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, where am I supposed to go to actually get the information? Everyone's like, go to the CDC, CDC CDC.gov, whatever. Okay. Uh, But but at the same time, you want to believe the CDC, but then there's other things that you're reading and you're learning that are like, well, what they said is not actually this accurate because this research study just came out. I don't know. Just there was so much, there was so much information that we, I don't think you're, I think you're right. I think n- there was a lot of people that just didn't know what to believe. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, um, it's really, it's really hard to just know where you can get your information. And especially during COVID, everyone, and you're right when you say, People just wanted a sense of control because that's really what it came down to. No one knew about what with this thing. Like all we knew was that, you know, people were comparing the first couple weeks and months of the of the lockdown to the end of the world and, you know, the apocalypse, whatever movies, I, whatever, because no one seriously knew and no one was being told anything. And that's really scary for citizens. You, how can you just do that? I mean, our government is really supposed to be like helping us feel safe Mm -hmm. and we weren't getting anything. And that was really scary. Um, No matter like what you believe in anything, it's just, you know, you believe that at least you'll help you. We have a certain government that helps keep us safe. That's, that's the whole point of, of that as a whole, as a nation, but it wasn't just our nation. It was around the world. And I don't know. The only the only thing I can think of that when I relate how I can relate doom scrolling to when I was reading about it and, you know, if I do it or other people do it, it's almost like a car crash where it's such devastating news. You don't want anyone to get in a car accident, but you kind of when you're really in the traffic going really slow, you can't like look away from it. You know, Mm -hmm. you almost want to know what happened and Mm -hmm. you're thinking, oh my gosh, I hope everyone's okay, but oh my gosh, what happened? What is that? It's, it's traumatic, but you almost can't look away. You know what I mean? It's like what I said to you, like trigger warning, you hear Mm -hmm. trigger warning and you know, you should log off and you know, you shouldn't listen after those two words, but you're like, huh, I kind of want to know what they're about to say. And so then you just set yourself up to be triggered when you know, you should have logged off. Yeah, I'm I'm guilty of that on on like TikTok or something. I'll hear like trigger warning, and I'm like, oh, what are they about to say? Oh my gosh, I know, I know. And usually it says, uh, not usually, but a lot of different reels and TikToks. They'll say like TW written, and mm-hmm. then like the topic. So hopefully you know if it's a topic you don't mm-hmm. really. I don't wouldn't be good for you to kind of process in that moment. Then look away, but. Um, sometimes it's a topic and then you're like, but wait, I kind of want to know what they're going to say. You know? Yeah. It's almost like setting up (laughs) heart attacks. You're like, oh my gosh, she's 20. Like what happened? I need to know the details. Is she okay? Can I get a check? You know what I mean? Like that's how my thought process goes. It's like a girl laying in a hospital bed and it's like trigger warning almost died. And you're like, how? Like I got to prevent this. I know. What do I need to do? (laughs) And then your fingers are just going 90 to nothing. I mean, every time. I, I'm really bad at doom scrolling. I'll be honest. Every time I see like uh, 
so-and-so died age 27 or age 40. I'm like, I, I spend an hour researching their cause of death. I end up on these people's ob- obituaries. I'm looking up their family's oh Facebook page. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how did they die? It's, it's like this like Aww. need to know an answer. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, it's a very weird, like, I got to know. I got to know. Especially yeah. if it's like someone I know on Facebook. Like, you'll get on Facebook and it's like, RIP, blah, blah, blah. And you like went to high school with them. You're like, what happened? Well, I think that can be part of the control again, right? Like maybe, and especially if it's someone that you know that was younger or something. I know for me, I'm always like, oh my gosh, what can I do? So, you know, if it's maybe they had a heart thing, it's like, oh my gosh, maybe I can get this checked so that it's not me. Um, You know, I, I don't know that probably is a lot of people, especially with health anxiety or anxiety that that just want to f- feel like they have more control over their mortality. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but like I think you thinking you can prevent everything. Like it's like you're constantly just like yeah. dodging bullets. You know, you're just like, oh, OK, I this person has this. Like, what can I do? It, but there's like so many things, you know, if you worry about that, what that one person has, you know, it's just like. Yeah. Waste of your mental space to be compulsively obsessed with something someone else died from. And I think you almost like if you're an empathetic person, you can put yourself in that person's shoes, especially if you're like the same age as them. You just can almost go there. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's it's like devastating too. You don't want that to ever yeah. happen. Um, I think the other thing too, when it comes to to doom scrolling is that, you know, our phones are very addictive. Yeah. We're very addicted to our phones. So, you know, gosh, I can't even tell you the amount of times that, well, even myself, myself included, when I can't find my phone. Or when someone you look like a you look like an addict. Oh my god. You're like the way you're moving around, it's like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Yes. (laughs) I mean literally. it, It is I mean, like I think about that. Show me what you look like. You're like. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I'm just like, where is it? I mean, actually, now I'm like, I'm not as erratic because I don't have as much anxiety about it. I know I can go to Verizon and, you know, I'll get another one. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, And I think that's there's a lot of people now, too, that that understand. Okay, now it's it's easier to kind of get a new one if you have insurance or something too. You, I mean, it's not as easy to, you know, it's expensive. I don't, I don't want to have to spend the money to do this, but um, it's not the end of the world <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> if you lose your phone, I mean, this is what I tell my mom all the time. Like, it is not the end of the world. You'll always be able to, to f- somehow find connection to somebody again like she lives in an apartment but i'm like you have friends you know what you could do i'm like if you want a landline phone we'll get you one of those you know <laughs> just to make her less nervous but whoa yeah i mean just think about when you lose it so there's just this like security i think with your phone and like the safety that people have and so social media a lot of apps are on your phone now that's where people are doing not really on the computer and so there is this like addictive type of quality and there's also this addictive type of quality in social media apps too they they like the algorithm the way that they produce these apps are to make you stay on it longer yeah so things that you see that are shocking you like a car accident. You don't want it to happen. You don't want to see it, but you can't look away. Mm-hmm. 
And then it just continues and continues. Like like I just said clickbait earlier, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't – what is the whole purpose of clickbait? It's probably something like that. I have no idea. I don't really know a lot about it, but – Clickbait would be to get you to like – what will hook you in in like the first five seconds to get you to watch the whole video so that they get all their watch uh, time. Interesting. So like you see in uh, someone's face and they're like, they look shocked and they're like, we had to rush to the emergency room. You're going to watch that whole video. Oh, and then you want to, yeah. Because you want to know why. So they're probably connected. Doesn't say, I, like, I didn't read anything about that, but I can't imagine like that doom scrolling and like clickbait stuff might be connected, you know? Oh, absolutely. You got to know why. Something in you, it's like you get that hook and you're like, well, what happened? And you, and if you don't learn why, you kind of like have that thought process after, well, I wonder what that was. I wonder, you know, and, and just to like get that thought to shut, to shut off is I have to finish the video. Oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. To know yeah. why. I've, wait, okay, I totally know. I've seen some things like that that are... So annoying. I feel like my generation. Yeah. I was going to say, I've I've seen a couple things where I've actually watched through like a 10 minute thing. And at the end of the video, it literally was nothing. It was silly. Yeah. They didn't even show you what they actually said they were going to. I was so mad at myself. Yeah. Like YouTube uh, (laughs) thumbnails are the worst. Like it's, it's, it's a known thing, especially for my generation with all like the YouTubers, they do very clickbaity thumbnails and you're just like, oh my gosh, I got to see what. I got to see what's going on. I have to watch. And then you get to the whole video and it's like one second at the end, but then they get all their watch time, which is how they make money. That's so crazy. Come on. <laughs> it's smart. Oh you watched. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I get so <laughs> upset at the I end. Think- I said, gosh, I did it again. <laughs> I actually think that TikTok is the scariest one because it's actually really scary. When you look into the, um, what is it? that? kind of where you signed your life away, the terms of condition when you sign up for the app, Mm -hmm. just like how much data they Mm -hmm. get on you and how it is another country that owns this app. Um, I saw someone talking on it recently. And I know in other countries, their young kids are getting like fed a feed that is like all about school and learning all these things. And then they also, I think the app shuts off at a certain time. To where these yeah. kids only have a certain amount of hours. And then to us, they're feeding, they're looking into every single think about yeah. when you've like Googled something and how you'll get on TikTok and it's almost like it knows what you Googled. And that's true because if you read in the terms of condition, have you ever heard of uh what is it, finger tracking or what is it? Thumb tracking? Mm. So it yeah. can even like see what, yeah. not see, but it can kind of like monitor things you're typing, yep. things you're talking. I mean, it's all yeah. pretty crazy, but advertising has gotten amazing. And if you struggle with anxiety, especially health anxiety, I'm sure your TikTok feed is <laughs> very, you know, you see a young person in a wheelchair or something. And and the other thing you have to know about TikTok is when somebody's making a TikTok, they're making the TikTok for views, right? Yep. To gain followers. So when mm-hmm. I tell a story about being a 20-year-old who had a stroke, what is my story going to sound like? Mm-hmm. very detailed, very extreme, very, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm, yeah. that's how I'm going to start my platform to get followers. And that's what we have to understand about TikTok. It's someone putting out this most detailed story to get you to like and comment. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You brought that up about um, the limitations that other countries have on TikTok, but I, I, uh, I, I read that too. There's what do they know? They, they shut. Well, no, I mean, I was talking about um, 
yeah, you're right. Well, with with the U.S., but like how they only show certain content to kids. It's only, Mm -hmm. you know, educational content. And then yeah, and then they only allow the app actually goes off at certain times. You actually can't even use it, Um, which is incredible. Like, why wouldn't it be like that? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Which actually brings me to I have a couple um, I have a couple tips on how you can stop doom scrolling and how you ever feel tightness in your tummy sitting in rush hour traffic or can't sleep because of your never ending to do list. Yep. It happens to the best of us. That's because your gut, not your brain, is responsible for your stress response. It is the core of our overall health. That's where Just Thrive comes in. Their probiotic is a game changer for dealing with bloat, skin, and stomach issues, and it's the easiest way to stay healthy by supporting our immune systems. Plus, it's shown to help flip the switch on stress so you can feel confident and in control. And for the next level stress management, I pair the probiotic with Just Thrive's breakthrough new formula, Just Calm. Just Calm's proprietary ingredients have been clinically proven to do the almost unimaginable. It helps reduce perceived stress, improve sleep quality and energy, and even encourage better focus and flow. You guys know we struggle with anxiety too. We're the anxiety chicks. Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm make the perfect one-two punch to beat stress before it beats you. No fake marketing, no claims, just real scientifically proven results to help you be the best you. And the best part is Just Thrive products are all natural. Just Thrive Probiotic is perfect for a healthy, happy, and anxiety-free lifestyle. When you add Just Thrive Probiotic to your health regimen, you're enabling your gut to bloom into a beautiful garden of good, healthy bacteria. And right now, you can get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code anxietychicks at checkout. That's promo code anxietychicks for 15% off site-wide at justthrivehealth.com. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Skip the grocery store and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh's Festive Fair collection features limited time recipes made with seasonal produce and premium proteins. Get out of the post-holiday slump with these elevated winter classics. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals feature robust flavors and filling portions and are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with a Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. Yum. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. With HelloFresh, eating well in the new year can be stress-free and delicious. I love HelloFresh because not only am I eating healthier, but I'm also saving money. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. 
I love skipping the snowy schlep to the grocery store and stocking up on my snacks, sides, desserts, and more from HelloFresh Market. Their fresh fruit is incredible. I feel like I have a personal chef, honestly. It's so easy. The other night I cooked this chicken and a pesto meal with uh, baked beans. All the portions are right there for you. And as a single woman, it was amazing. I had leftovers for two days, um, which wasn't that bad, but it was delicious and so easy to follow the recipe. If you want to save money, eat healthier, and use your time better, I recommend HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash AnxietyChicks21 and use code AnxietyChicks21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash AnxietyChicks21 and use code AnxietyChicks21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. Can work mm-hmm. on it. Um, and one of them, actually, one of the first ones that I read about was setting a time limit. So since our country won't do it for us, <laughs> we actually are going to have to be really disciplined ourselves. And you know that when you're on your phone, even if it's not necessarily doom scrolling at the moment, but you're on your phone doing something that can last for hours and you hardly even know how much time has gone by. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's happened to me. I'm totally at fault of that. I'm really, really trying to set a time limit at this point and set my boundaries with social media um, because I, I have found that it's, especially with, with someone who has a platform on social media as, as a business, mm-hmm. um, it can oh, get, yeah. you know, it can make you just you can always be on it, basically. You can literally yep. do something all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was really difficult for me to know that I really did need to work on signing off. And I have. And setting time limits has been great. I, I do have a schedule now that I really follow of how when I'm on it and what I'm actually posting and all that stuff. Um, but actually, for what I'm looking at myself on my personal page and on Facebook, I set time limits for that, too. Not just yeah. my business. Um and so I know you can do that now with the new update on the phone. Yeah. If you scroll down and you press uh, focus or there's there's a couple. There's do not disturb, work, sleep, and personal. And mm-hmm. you can add new like focus things. What apps you don't want to send you any notifications. The only apps you can click on. Stuff like that. Yeah. Which is really cool. No, it's awesome. Um, and for anyone, I guess, that doesn't have the update or maybe not an iPhone, I'm not sure. I don't have a Samsung or anything, but um, there are certain apps that you can mm-hmm. act that will actually help you um, to set that limitation. They'll lock it for you. Um, yeah. And so I would kind of just look into that. I don't have any off the top of my head of what they're called, but. Um, They'll definitely like lock the apps and stuff for you in certain times. So that's awesome. Um, Another thing that I think I've actually talked about before on the podcast, I don't remember which episode, but um, being able to, okay, so something that really helps me, I don't, I have done it here and there um, when I feel like my doom scrolling is getting pretty bad is I actually delete the apps. I delete Facebook and Instagram off my phone. And mm. I log on only through my browser, only through my computer. Oh, wow. So it's not in front of me. I mean, I can't just click. I mean, I found sometimes I'm driving and I like, you know, look on Facebook for a minute at a red light. What am I doing? What, you know? Yeah. 
I don't what I don't what am I looking for? Um, so kind of deleting them from your phone, it's kind of just like a next step that you have to take in order to get onto it. And it's it's way more mindful. And it really can help you sit back and think, do I really need to log on right now? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yes. Um that that one's that one kind of gives me anxiety because I have this just like weird thing of like, oh my gosh, I'll delete my account or something. <laughs> no, no, just no. If you delete the apps, um, one thing that does happen though is if you delete the apps, a lot of your like drafts and stuff, I think, aren't I've safe. Heard that, yeah, they get deleted. So they get deleted. So uh-huh. if you're like a content creator, be prepared for that. Um, but again. If you are really, really struggling with doom scrolling and this is a huge part of your life, it's affecting your mental health, then who cares about that? Some some girl that follows me, her husband and her found a way to delete Safari off of her phone. And so if she needs to Google something, she has to ask her husband. And that's just what works for her. Like that is amazing. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I would do without Safari. (laughs) I mean, listen, if that's what works for her and that's good. She's probably... Yeah. She said it's really helped her. Yeah. Feeling like it's keeping her from, you know, again, having this sort of impulse. And we think of compulsions and stuff when it comes to anxiety. A lot of that is very much a compulsory behaviors. You know what I don't get? How in this day and age is there not just one new... Like, how long has CNN and Fox been around? God, I don't know. How is there not just one unbiased news place is there i mean i think it depends on who you ask okay (laughs) people are people that love fox are going to say fox people that love cnn are going to say cnn i I know that people that love uh you know msnbc is that still aren't they're going to say that it really depends on who you ask everyone's going to believe what what they believe this is is actually this is where fake news and alternative facts came from yeah. because not one person, you know, might have the I'll answer. never I'll never forget during COVID. I mean, people were like, you got to look things up on DuckDuckGo. And I'm like, what is DuckDuckGo? What is, what is going on? I'm like, and, and I think when you have anxiety and you're hearing all these things, you're, and then you hear these alternative stories of like people like, oh my gosh, like you got to check this website out and you have anxiety and you always assume the worst, you're going to assume that that's the truth. And I feel like that's that's when doom scrolling can send you down just an extreme rabbit hole, and it's mm-hmm. really scary. Of course, yeah. yeah. And everyone everyone who struggles with anxiety just wants to know what the truth is. Yes, that's it. Yeah. The, the hard part is is that there's not one person that's going to tell you. Yeah, I know. And no, right? I like guess you want to trust and believe whoever you i mean like and you're religious so you might even say jesus is or like god says whatever but you know the person who's over there that doesn't is agnostic or atheist doesn't believe what you believe so it's like okay what's the truth who knows yeah i i guess it's just like when you know like when you're a super honest person you just you're just like how can you like how could other people not like how could you do that to someone how could you say I don't know. It, it's just sad to me. It, I guess I guess what I've realized during COVID is just it's really sad how I guess some people just do not care about other people. And it's just it's yeah. really, really sad. Yeah. And I think that's when you think of doom scrolling, too, that that there are 
some people that are just trying to get to trigger you the click. Yeah. yeah they're trying yeah. to get the yeah. clicks. They're trying yeah. to get the people to watch them. They're not trying to, to tell a story hoping that other people feel better or feel like they're not alone. Some yeah. people, not every, we have a lot of unstable people in this world. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, it really, it's really heartbreaking. I agree with you, especially if you're someone who is very honest, you know, and yeah. wants just to do better <laughs> for yeah. things. You're just like, why can't we all just come together? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, but so, okay. So what are the other things too, which I sort of alluded to a little bit on helping with the doom scrolling is creating boundaries. So I, Mm-hmm. You know, I just talked about how deleting your apps, maybe from the phone, that's a boundary, you know, mm-hmm. setting time limits, that's a boundary. Accountability. Um, ooh. Like if you have a partner or someone just like having them, telling them that they have the capability to like look at, like, you know, like if you're sitting by your partner on the couch and you see them kind of, you know, really looking into their phone and you just be like, hey, like, what are you looking at? You know, like, how about we don't do that? Let's change our direction. Like, let's Mm. do a board game or let's do, you know, like getting your mind off the topic. So I love that you just said that because that's actually what um, what I was thinking about was one other boundary is with the people that you surround yourself with. So Mm. and what you what you decide you want to talk talk to them about or your partner. So, Mm. you know, if someone is consumed with any type of the information, whether it was about COVID or politics or whatever's going on now, boosters, all this stuff. Um, and if you you know that that's something that you've been thinking about or and, – and this this is either doom scrolling or even just in general. If, if there's these topics that, you know, are triggering for you, then exactly what you said – you know, this boundary of, well, I don't know if I really want to talk too much more about this. Can we do something else? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's like, l- listen to the news that I heard today. Maybe there's so much good news that happens too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know I follow so many Instagram pages that are all just good news and good videos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, listen to, look at what I saw today about, you know, this family and how they survived this. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So, yep. So that's a boundary. Again, this is all going to be self-discipline for you. Oh, I got okay, no one. Okay, go ahead. For every bad thing that you see, you have to look up one good story. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that like, like you make yourself do that. So every mm-hmm. time you see a bad story, you have to read about a good story of like hope and healing and like going, getting through the light at the end of the tunnel. I love that. That actually goes along with my last tip, which is um, keeping gratitude list. Now, I know you talk about gratitude all the time. You have that five-minute gratitude journal, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Creating, uh, doing some type of great gratitude exercise, especially at the end of the day, I think has been so effective for me. For some people, it's in the the morning and in the afternoon and at night, which is awesome. Um, But really keeping a gratitude journal or um, writing down a list of things that you're grateful for, whether it was for that day or maybe the weekend you just had something like that, 
reminding yourself of what you're grateful for. And that kind of relates a little bit to looking looking up a positive thing. When you see some negative things, it's really shifting your mind to re- remembering that, yeah, there are there's a lot of challenging things in this world, a lot of hate, a lot of despair, a lot of depressing things. They mm-hmm. literally there are. If you want to, if you want to choose to look at all those things all the time every day, and you want to think about them, then where do you think you are? Where do you think you're going to be? Right. <laughs> if right. that's what you want to watch and you want to surround yourself with all the time, mm-hmm. you're literally going to feel anxious and depressed all the time. Yeah. I, I think it's. I think it's good to do the. I think for some people, when you say, stop looking at bad things, it's almost like you tell the brain, okay, go look up something bad. Do you know what I mean? It's like when people, as a dietitian, when I've seen people go on diets and stuff, they do things so extreme that they end up binging. And so I think it's so important to be like, okay, you don't have to take this out of your life, but how about when you see something bad, you add in something good. And over time, you'll realize how much the adding in the good thing makes you feel better. Yeah. It's kind of like when, when people, I I hate when people go on those diets and they're like, I'm cutting out sugar, gluten, dairy, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, just like add in some veggies, add in some fruit, add in some of these things and you'll see how it makes you feel. And over time you'll be like, I don't want all that other stuff Mm -hmm. because I feel so good. And so I think that's so important to like, rather than just like putting this ball and chain on yourself and being like, I can't do anything. And like feeling out of feeling like everything is in, uh, controlling you, just yeah. focus on, like you said, adding in gratitude, adding in something good on so- on top of something bad, um, setting boundaries, mm-hmm. and I think that will really, really help you. And being intentional about it, having that self discipline, and really checking yourself. Yeah, I mean, and that's really, I think, probably the hardest part of all of this is having to have that self discipline. Yeah, I mean, how many times have I said to myself? do not go on Google, do not go on Google when I have, you know, a pain in my leg or, you know, I feel this bump on my ear and Mm -hmm. nope, don't do it. And then I'm literally three seconds later, what is a bump on my ear mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's not every time I'm really doing better. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what healing's about. Progress, not perfection. Absolutely. So I'm doing better, but I do have my setbacks. That's okay. I'm actually posting a reel about that today. About it's all setbacks. about catching yourself though. Like I, I'm sure in that moment you catch yourself and you're like, okay, just because Google says that this could be a tumor growing in my ear, what else does it say? Totally. Does it also say it could be a little zit that's forming mm-hmm. and might go away in a couple of days? You know, I, I encourage you that's why I hate limitation things. Like you can't Google, you can't go on Facebook, you can't go on t- TikTok, but rather Being aware of your Googling. So I'm Googling this thing on my ear. What's the worst case scenario? And what's also the best case scenario? Yeah. And having a 50-50 mindset rather than, oh my gosh, it's a tumor and I got to go to the doctor. Or just not doing it at all. And then and then waiting until you actually can talk to an expert because you're yes. not the expert on your ear bump on your ear. <laughs> and so that's kind of what I tell myself. Like, I, I yeah, I do it because I'm trying to get some sense of control. But mm-hmm. honestly, there's no point. Right. There's literally no point in doing it because I really still don't know. Yeah. So it's almost like being able to be okay with the uncertainty. That's the most important part. Yes. Is learning how to be okay with the uncertainty at that moment. And I feel like I've come come far and 
feel like a lot of people, you have come far. So many people I work with have come so far, but again, progress, not perfection. So be kind to yourself, everybody. And just know that there's self-compassion that is important for any times you feel like you're I have setback or something. We talked about setbacks on a couple episodes ago. Go listen to that episode. Um, and just, yeah, boundaries, I would say. Time limits yeah. for your social media, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yes. Any other All tips? Right. Anything else? No? Okay. No, I think that's good. All right, you guys. Thanks for joining us again today. Make sure to leave us a review and subscribe if you feel called to do so. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.